our emotions get stored when the incident happens. And if we don't release them out of our body very quickly after the incident, it gets stored there and then it builds up and eventually it can create some disruption in your life. Welcome to the Purposeful Life Show with your host, Adrian Starks. If you're looking for the ideas that can be your breakthrough for change in your business, career, or personal life, then this podcast is for you. Join Adrian as he speaks on topics of personal and professional development for the individual and interviews a variety of entrepreneurs, business owners, and thought leaders to reveal their ideas and solutions to success and its challenges. Subscribe to the show and leave us a review. It's time to be a courageous creator of your own change and be purposeful about doing it. Welcome back to a new episode of the new season on the Purposeful Life Show with your host, Adrian Starks. And today we have an exciting guest on. Her name is Dr. Amy Novotny. And we're going to talk about stress and pain with the body and how we can actually help with certain techniques to get our nervous system to support our body more. And Amy has been doing a phenomenal job with helping her clients. I'm excited to share that with you. Before we get started, Amy, are you there? Can you say hello to our audience? Hello, Adrian. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you here too. And I'm excited to share some great ideas with you today and to learn more about this PABR technique that you got going on that's really making a big change in entrepreneurs' lives and people from all other walks of life. So let's go ahead and get into your bio mm -hmm. here. Amy is a founder of the PABR Institute with a mission to provide pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who seek a naturalistic form of treatment when other treatment methods have fallen short. Her unique approach comes from her experience treating in a variety of settings with a wide range of patient populations over the past 12 years. Wow. Her background in orthopedics, sports, geriatrics, balance disorders, nerve injuries, and mostly recently, chronic pain and influences from coursework at the Postural Restoration Institute gave her the foundation to develop this treatment method to address a wide variety of painful and restrictive conditions. Her methods have helped countless people reduce and eliminate pain, stress, anxiety, orthopedic surgeries, sleep issues. Oh, entrepreneurs have a lot about that, sleep issues, and the need for medications. She co-authored two Amazon number one best-selling books, Don't Quit, Stories of Persistence, Courage and Faith and Success Habits of Super Achievers, which shares her journey on how and why she developed the PABR method. Also, there's another caveat here with this. Amy has someone very special that she's considered to be a great healer to, and his name is Robert Kiyosaki. And for the entrepreneurs, if you don't know who that is, I don't know what to tell you. But he wrote the best-selling book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Amy is definitely on a just a wave of helping so many people heal themselves internally. So Amy, welcome to the show today, my friend. I thank you so much, Adrian. It's, it's really, it's fun to come on shows like this and share tips if I can help someone just change just a tiny bit of their daily habits and help them feel some type of relief. The more we can feel better, the better this world is. Absolutely. And I agree with you on that too. I want to get started first with this interesting technique that you use to restore the body back to its full potential by helping people tap into their nervous system. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. But first, what does the acronym PABR stand for, Amy? Sure. So it stands for pain, awareness, breathing, relief. 
We're getting people from whatever pain they're in, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, into relief by working on awareness training of the nervous system and changing the breathing to get them to the relief. Wow. Okay. So I always find it intriguing, Amy, how people develop a purpose for something such as an idea, vision, or a dream. And they use this to help others in serving the world and helping create better realities for themselves. This PABR technique is absolutely just interesting to me. How did you get into helping people get out of pain and stress through this type of breath work? So when I originally started developing this technique, I I kind of stumbled on it. I was training for qualifying for the Boston Marathon and running three times a week on a treadmill for eight miles each time. And I started playing with my body position and my breathing mechanics. And I just thought, oh, I'm going to play with this, see what comes up for me. And when I shifted things a certain way, all that tightness, that um, pain, all those things that come with endurance running, it just all went away. I was like, wow. And I got off the treadmill after running eight miles at a fast pace I didn't have to stretch. I didn't have to foam roll. I didn't have to scrape. All those things that I was teaching people as a traditional physical therapist to do, I didn't have to do it. And so I started putting it into a method and I started, I played on myself first and I blew through the qualifying times for Boston to get into Boston. And I was like, wow, this, something is about this. I could run a marathon pain-free. I could get myself out of pain. And so I started developing a methodology, started playing with it on different people and they were getting better faster and they didn't have to have surgeries that they were scheduled to have. They were able to solve their nerve problems that they couldn't solve before. And then people started telling me, gosh, when I do this technique, my anxiety went away, my stress levels went down. And so that's Hmm. when I started looking at it. Okay. What's happening here and how can I help people in this way too? And that's how it branched off. So their anxieties went away and their pain went away and their stress levels went away. And I want to talk about this too with what you're doing. Do you feel that there has been an increase in the pain of the body associated with induced stress? And, I, and I'm going to hold that question for a second because what we've been going through the past two years with the pandemic and with other things that are going on with social media, think problems going left and right, people feeling they have to be everywhere at once, it is just causing this fiasco of stress in our lives. Do you feel that there's been an increase in that pain that's been associated with that? Absolutely. I mean, there is so much pressure on us to perform, either perform as entrepreneurs or perform to put food on the table or just to make an impact in the world. We've switched from celebrities to this word of influencers and everyone wants to have their claim to fame. And so there's this pressure to keep pushing. And and I understand that. It's a human (laughs) nature thing. But at a certain point, we lose the happiness in the journey because we've become overcome with stress of trying to push so hard. And I I understand it's human nature. It is human nature, but it's also this nature of trying to be perfect. And I find that that's Mm -hmm. causing us to really not take care of ourselves, especially in terms of entrepreneurship, because we want to be successful but we also want to keep up with the Joneses, but also in the way of entrepreneurship. We see someone on social media where first thing we're thinking is, oh, I need to be there. Why am I not doing that? Why don't I have enough clients? Why is my business not where it's supposed to be? What is going on in my life? And immediately this thing ticks off inside of us like, oh, you're you're failing when you're really not. 
And I find that this has been the increase in a lot of stress. And it reminds me too, Amy, of this article I read from Time Magazine that was released a couple of years ago. And it was posted from an original article in 1983 talking about stress. And there was a doctor named Hans Seiler, or Sailor. I may be chopping up the name. Sorry for that for anyone that's listening <laughs> if I mispronounced it. But he discovered this idea of chronic stress. And this all came from what was going on in the Civil War and World War One, when soldiers were coming back from war and what they were experiencing. Now, for the people listening today, I want to be very sensitive about what's going on across the world currently. And I don't want you to think that I'm supporting or that we're insinuating anything. It's just that I'm using this as a follow-up to what I'm trying to say. So this article was about these soldiers coming back from war, and they termed it as soldier's heart, battle fatigue, or shell shock. But when they removed them from these environments and placed them into different environments, what they experienced was similar in their emotional body pains. And they couldn't figure it out until Dr. Hans Saylor did an article in 19, I think, 36 called The Stress of Life, where he had this experiment that he did with rats. And this experiment was derived around having one group be in a situation where they're prolonged for a certain amount of stress. And then the second group didn't have much stress. And what he found out was that first group that was prolonged for quite some time with stress, when he removed that group, they still acted the same way. So he came up with the term chronic stress versus acute stress. And what I think we're experiencing right now is chronic stress. And I'm happy that you have showed up in the world, Amy, (laughs) with this PABR technique to help us get back to that centering. Because there's this saying, you know, when we were kids, just calm down, take a deep breath, breathe. But how many of us actually do that or even breathe the right way? So I, I want to know more about this technique and how it relates mm-hmm. to entrepreneurs when it comes to the level of high stress. So can this work with any level of stress, Amy? It really can because we definitely have different levels of stress and it can lead to different manifestations in our body. But physiologically, what we're doing is the same. We're working on getting the body to calm down, despite if there's high levels of stress versus lower levels of chronic stress. When you're in a higher state, by all means, it's going to be harder. Without fail, it's going to be harder to calm yourself down. And so there's, you might have to go on a slower process. That makes sense. That does make sense. Can we talk about the breathing perspective? How are people supposed to breathe? Because I know that for you, this is quite simple. It's like, because you teach people this, but with breathing, what is the format of breathing? Should people breathe in and have their stomach exhale out as they're breathing in? Or how does that work? Because I think a lot of us are breathing the wrong way. Right. And can I tie this back in? Do you mind if I take a step back and tie it into stress a little bit? Because it all matters. Of course. Is that okay? Please do. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. So when we feel a stressor in our life, that causes a couple things to happen. Besides the cortisol levels and adrenaline going up, it causes our muscles to contract without our awareness. When that happens, our okay. rib cage often gets elevated, which affects our breathing mechanism. Okay. So when people are in pain and they're Someone tells them, oh, it's just in your head. It's just your stress. Yes and no. So the stress causes muscles to contract abnormally, 
without us sensing it. And that can pull bones out of position that contributes to pain in your knee, back, wherever, neck, whatever it is. So there is a correlation between the stress and the pain, but it's not just all in your head. There is a physiological change in your body that is truly causing the pain that you're feeling. The same thing happens with our breathing. When you are in stress mode, most people already have their rib cage up high because we're taught Superman posture of sucking the gut in, pulling the shoulders back, and we lift up our rib cage. Now that puts us in a fight or flight breathing pattern. Yes. And then when you have more stress, you lift up even more. So if you think, if you heard a really, really loud noise right now, and it just like was right outside your window, your response, typically someone's response would be, oh my gosh, their chest goes up, their ribs go up, they suck up their gut and they get ready to fight or flee (laughs) or freeze. Well, that Mm -hmm. puts you in the fight or flight breathing pattern because your body went in the fight or flight pattern. And so our breathing, we can use this, we can change our body position to alter our breathing pattern so we can either calm down or we can use it to ramp us up. If you're feeling really tired or if you even just think of it this way, if you have a sprinter, what do we see sprinters do at the end of a race or during a race if it's a short race? They stick their chest out, they pull their shoulders back, their pelvis tips forward, and they run on the ball of their feet as fast as they can. They put themselves purposely in a fight or flight state and their breathing reflects that. So now obviously fight or flight state should be a couple seconds. It shouldn't be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So with our breathing, we can now work on changing the mechanism of our breathing so we can calm down. And what that looks like is breathing in the nose, you pause a second and then you blow out through the mouth And then you hold and pause for a couple seconds. When you blow out though, instead of sucking your gut up and in, which puts you in fight or flight mode, let your belly spill out as you blow out. It's a huge tip that I'll give people and there's more to learn, but that can get you to start to feel your body let go as you exhale if you can work on breathing this way. That is absolutely incredible. And I'm going to use this technique myself. And you're so right about this fight or flight mode that we put ourselves in with the tension of the body. And so for the people listening today, I want you to think about what Amy just said when it comes to this breathing perspective. And are you breathing in this way? Are you breathing the opposite way? Amy, how can stress influence pain in our bodies? Because we're talking about stress now, but what does this relate to pain for us? How does this work? Mm -hmm. So what I was mentioning just a little bit ago, let me expound on that. When you have a stressor, Okay, let's say you get in a fight with a friend. You can feel your body tense Mm -hmm. up. That's called sympathetic tone. Your muscles start to contract. They put you in that state of fighting, fleeing, freezing, and there's another term, fawning. You get into that state and you're like, oh, I'm just irritated. I'm agitated. I don't feel calm. When that happens, your muscles start to contract. They pull on the position of your joints. And what happens is that becomes additive. Over time, you get one stressor after another, after another, and the bones just pull you in position, pull you out of position, keep pulling, pulling, pulling. And what I often happens with people with chronic pain is they wake up one day after a really stressful event and then all of a sudden they have pain. And they're like, what? I didn't do anything. I didn't get injured. I didn't do anything different. I just had this horrible experience and it was a hugely stressor, but nothing, I didn't do anything physical. Why do I have this pain? 
Well, overnight, their muscles pulled enough to pull the bones out of position or tissues out of position, and they start pinching together. And so the person gets up and they have this pain. And because they're still in that stress mode, they can't release that tension out of their muscles because they don't know how to. And so the muscles stay in that contracted state. The pain becomes chronic. Some people will go to like a massage therapist, acupuncture, chiropractor, or physical therapist, and will get stretched or massaged or done something to them externally that gives them some relief. But if they don't change how they behave in their stress levels, they go back and the pain comes back. And that's how you get into that chronic cycle. And so what we have to work on is getting you to sense the muscles release by changing your internal state. And that's when you can make a transformation so that you don't fall back into those old habits, the old pain. So that is incredible, Amy, what you just said about going back to the old habits of stress and repeating those habits. And I think that if we are aware of what we're doing in our states of stress, then we can actually change that. I want to talk about the emotions stored in the body. Now, we talked about stress, but is there a thing that if we experience something in the past, that it can follow us or it can come with us, even in our present moments of activities? And this can also be a factor to our stress levels? Absolutely. So let's say you had an experience as a child, maybe you got lost and you didn't have a loved one around and you became very scared because Mm -hmm. you were lost for a period of time. So that body is going to go into fight or flight mode. Muscles are going to tense up. You as a kid, you're, you're freaked out. Your mind is playing all these scenarios. You're wondering if you're going to see your parents again. So that can get stored in your body because the muscles contract in response to that emotional fear. Now, when you go and see your, your family again and you're safe, where you may be okay mentally and emotionally, it might be if you get help, or, or it may not have affected you. But what happens is your body, if it doesn't get taught how to release that experience, it, your muscles contract and store in that area. It can store, there's areas where trauma gets really stored, like your armpits, your breastbone, just below your breastbone and your xiphoid process, the front of your hips. Those areas I see people hold on and they clench. And so what happens is as you get those muscles to basically unwind and start to let go, you can see emotional releases and that can come in the form of crying. It can come in the form of arms flailing. It can come in the forms of shouting or changing into a different personality. So there's different ways it can show up, but our emotions get stored when the incident happens. And if we don't release them out of our body very quickly after the incident, it gets stored there and then it builds up and eventually it can create some disruption in your life. Hmm. The emotions get stored there. You know, I can recall too, from me, from times in my past where I've had something happen and I could actually go through a moment where something triggered that, or I could hear something or even smell something or see something. And I go back to that state and I can feel my body tensing up. And I think this is something that we all have to be very careful with. And that's why I brought this question up because with entrepreneurs, we are not exempt from going back into a moment in time where emotion was pent up. And this is important because if you're Having someone, for instance, a client that cancels on you, you could have something in your life where you were rejected by someone. 
And that client canceling on you or moving something, you could feel like, oh, my day is spiraling out of control when really it's not. And what we need to do, like Amy mentioned before, is to go back into the state of inner work, which she's so great at doing and helping us get back control of this nervous system that reality gives us our energy and helps our bodies do amazing things in the world of work. And I want to talk too about the pain that's associated. Now, there's this saying, Amy, that as we get older, the pain just accumulates. And Mm. (laughs) I was one to believe this. But when I started reading about what you were doing and how you're helping people, I was like, oh, okay. So I want to bring this up with Amy and to have her explain this because I feel that that's something that we're using as an excuse of not looking at something much more deeper than we should. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So we do use it as an excuse. And I say it's not pain that accumulates, it's your stress that accumulates. When you have stressors in life, your muscles change. If you don't release it, they stay in that new pattern. Your nervous system learns a new habit. And what happens is most of us don't release those stressors. And so we stay in that new habit and new pattern, and it just continues to pull on your bones. Eventually, you start to have wear and tear. You get some pain that shows up one day. You go get an x-ray. The doctor says, oh, it's arthritis. You need to have a joint replacement. It's like, well, the pain just showed up. And it wasn't that your arthritis just showed up in two seconds. That's a gradual process from bones wearing, you know, rubbing up against each other and your cartilage wearing down. So it's stress that accumulates that causes muscles to contract to protect you. And if you don't release it, then you you keep the joints in the wrong position and things butt up against each other. And it's all blamed on arthritis. And then people have surgeries for this where their stress level wasn't changed. They get a surgery to cut out space to create motion for a person, but the muscles still behave in the old pattern. And then you often see, oh, you need another surgery. Oh, you need another surgery. Oh, you need another surgery because the nervous system didn't change. So If you're at any age where you can think and feel and sense and you want to change yourself, this is great work for you because you can work to change your nervous system. That Okay. So what you're saying is that when we're diagnosed with something or just say that we have pain and then we go in and we say, okay, this pain just showed up. And reality is that for some of us out here, I'll go ahead and say it. You may have had some prolonged pain over time. And if it's still going, yes, please get that checked out. But what Amy is saying is that there is other things that are causing the pain that you may not need surgery for. So I am a big believer in the natural way of doing things, which is why I support what Amy's method is here. It is saying, okay, how can we get to the point to where we can get control over your nervous system in your body? That is the stress that is causing that nervous system to kind of go out of control. And I like how Amy is talking about this pain, because if you're at a certain age and you think that that's just because you're old, here's the thing. We don't get older. We get wiser. We get younger in our minds. And I feel like the body itself just needs to be given a little extra help. And that starts with you. So this breath work that Amy is doing, it's not so easy. So I don't want you all thinking that, oh, okay, I'm just going to go home and just breathe okay now and just do it this way and I'm good. 
No, there is a technique behind this, the PABR technique, which there's other things associated with it, which I want to remind you of. That's why Amy is here to show us just the starting point, okay, of this is what's going on with you. This is what you can possibly start doing. However, if you really want to get control over this pain, the stress you have in your life, then you have to do things a certain way. And as entrepreneurs, it's called systems. Amy has a system, which I love. So Amy, the system that you have, you also help people with trauma um, and abuse get relief. Now, when I heard this, or when I read about it, actually, I was very interested because I saw a lot of testimonials. So I did my research on Amy. I do with all my guests, actually. But Amy, I went in and I was like looking at the testimonials, and she's got a lot of testimonials. But this trauma of being able to have that in, relieved and abuse relieved, how do you get people to do that? I mean, that seems like there's something that's been around for quite some time. Is this something that you can do overnight or is this something that you just, it, it's a progression of steps? I just want this to be clear for my audience here. Yeah. It, and it is a progression of steps. So someone who's undergone abuse and trauma you can imagine there's many layers of okay. fight or flight tone over their body. So it's an unwinding of that. And often mm-hmm. they're working closely with their psychologist or psychiatrist and therapist so that they have the mental and emotional strategies so that when we're freeing up the body, so that the body and mind and spirit are in coherence, they're getting help from both ends because when someone's undergone, you know, horrible trauma or abuse, they have certain patterns of thinking. They have certain responses that happen and they work through those with many tools with their therapist or their counselor. But often the part that's missing is the body doesn't get released. And so you can work on clearing the mind, the energy, the spirit, but if the body is still stuck, then you have this hiccup where people can't fully free up. And I'll give you an example. So I'll put people in certain positions that really calm them down. So it's not just we're going to sit here and breathe and kubaya. It changed the body's position often in different ways. And as a person's going through that, I get them into a position where they're fully calm. And then I'll say, okay, we're going to work through this and we're going to keep breathing. You're going to follow along. I'm just going to have you reach your arm forward. And all of a sudden, a person can feel a whole emotional change, maybe anger, maybe fear, just by reaching the arm. It's because something was stored in that motion. And it's a very quick shift. And so I'll say, okay, let's take a second here and we'll pause. And I'll point this out to the client and say, listen, do you see how peaceful you felt when we were in this position? And as soon as I just added an arm movement, it turned into anger. And so it's showing them that their body position and movement can drive their nervous system and how their emotions are felt. It's really powerful. That is powerful. Their body position and movement can really change how their nervous system is felt just by moving their their limb in a certain way can release something. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely, I'm just blown away by it because if we're feeling something, then we can shift our body and that automatically will cause a shift in that nervous system in us. And then we can mm-hmm. possibly take ourselves out of that moment of stress or the anger or fear that we have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. When someone's undergone a trauma, their body usually is in a certain position. 
like their chest is usually out, their shoulders are back, mm-hmm. and then they often stay that way because they don't know how to safely get out of that. That's why Ooh. it's a process. Get someone wow. to work out of that position. They're used to using their back to stabilize them, themselves and feel safe. So if you're going to take away the back and get it mm-hmm. to relax, you have to replace it with another body part to stabilize them. So that's why I say it's it's a it's a process. It's not just boom, we're going to calm you down and off you go. They'll be too unstable and then they'll revert back. So mm-hmm. it's a we have to shift the body so the body can accept a calm state but then also know how to be stable and safe in that body in that new state. Oh, thank you so much for clarifying that for me, Amy, because this is something that I am going to look deeper into for myself. And I can see why you know, Robert Kiyosaki is calling you his body healer, because these methods right now that you're explaining to us are very specific and they're not as like, just go in and just work on your breathing. And that's why I love this PABR technique that you have, because it is a system that we need to follow, especially as entrepreneurs because there's going to be constant stress, there's going to be constant changes, and we're going to have a lot of trauma from other things. And I want to explain to our audience today too, trauma can come in many forms. And so a lot of times you just can't get over it overnight. And you know how some people will say, well, you just get over it, you know, be done with it. No, there are years of things compiled and we need someone to help us get out of that position, like you mentioned, and get into a different position where we can actually allow our nervous system to work for us. Beautiful. Uh, way of saying this, Amy, and great techniques you have here. How can our audience get in contact with you and learn more about your groundbreaking PABR method? Sure. They can go to my website. It's paberinstitute.com, P-A-B-R institute.com. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of resources on there. I put different interviews on there, um, obviously the testimonials, but you can also reach out to me through there and we can set up a free 15-minute consult I do like to meet people. Just let me know that they heard me on your podcast. You heard that. Go to Amy's website and to look at all the information that's there and to reach out to her and to talk with her a little bit and see what she can do to help you. Because I feel like as an entrepreneur or anyone listening to this episode, there is something that you have that is causing you to have this consistent amount of stress that needs to be dealt with in a particular way from the inside out. Amy, this has been a spectacular time with you. I have learned quite a bit. And I actually want to reach out to you in the future so I can work with you a little bit on on some of the things I need help with. And I mentioned this in the beginning that I'm very intrigued by people who have a purpose, an idea, and a vision and how they use that to create a reality to help other people. And that's why I have you on. What has living a purposeful life through your PABR method done to your well-being? Actually, it has made me very aware to take care of myself first so that I can help other people. I've restructured my whole entire life, my work, so that in between working with clients, I have at least 15 minutes downtime. And a lot of people will say, oh, that's not very efficient. And I say, it is extremely efficient because I break up my day so that when I work with someone, I give them my energy, I then can restore it. And it allows me to do more. It allows me to be able to be more creative, more attentive, have more energy, and just overall my well-being has improved. So working through this process on myself first before I taught other people 
has just, it's really revolutionized my life and allowed me to transform. So I feel like I show up better for people and it's how I can help people better if I can feel good. Love your answer, Amy. And that's why you are a courageous creator of your own change and on this show with your amazing PABR method. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Adrian. It's a pleasure for me as well. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Purposeful Life Show with your host, Adrian Starks. Subscribe to the show and connect with Adrian on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Learn more about the host and his change-making perspectives at adrianstarks.net and download the podcast on your favorite platform to be inspired by more life-changing content. It's time to be a courageous creator of your own change and be purposeful about doing it.